I'm sorry. I was trying to do like a Jay Dilla thing right there where <laughs> you, you were saying bonus and I was saying bonus, 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 bonus. <laughs> this list sucks. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we might as well just fucking have recorded that on GarageBand and release it on SoundCloud because that's the hottest track of 2021. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back. This list sucks. I'm JB. I'm Mike. Thank you for joining us again. This is a bonus episode. Yeah. Mr. Riley Rath is joining us again from the main episode. Thanks, Riley, for being here. Booyah. Glad to be here. <laughs> this is a bonus episode, which means we're talking about a snub. Yeah. Snubby. Is it a snub, though? Snubby, snubby, snubby. We're talking about a potential snub. <laughs> so Fuck. that's the thing is like, this is the thing to understand really? with these snub episodes. Well, I don't mean with this specific one. Okay. Is that we're talking, the snub episodes are potential snubs. So we're not necessarily asserting that the snubs belong on the list. We're assessing throughout the episode whether or not they do. Eat shit. This is a fucking snub. <laughs> wow, that was rude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay, so I um so tonight on the bonus episode, we are going to briefly discuss <laughs> I say briefly as a joke at this point because that fucking main episode was just, it was a hog. It was nearly three hours. God damn, it was a hog. It was about the length of a Lord of the Rings movie. Thank you. Oh, God. We did the the fellowship of the list. Yeah, we did. (laughs) Dude, and next week's going to be the two, the the four towers. Yeah, next week is going to be the four towers. (laughs) So um, on this snub, we're talking about the 2006 album from Justin Timberlake, Future Sex Love Sounds, which we talked about with Heather briefly last week. Like mm-hmm. it, Heather and I were talking about it before, and so it just kind of organically became something that we need to talk about. Now, in preparation of this, and I definitely want to go through this because there's, I think there's just going to be superlative after superlative from all of us with this because we've been talking about it a little bit beforehand, and even Riley's like, yeah, I fucking listened to this album, what, six times? No, that I've, was. I've listened to uh, the one song, uh, When It Comes Around, Goes Around, like maybe a thousand times. It, right? <laughs> because it's brilliant. It's super brilliant. And so I was um, really, really familiar with this album. JB, have you heard this? I mean, you've. Because you comment, you sent a text message to me earlier in the week where you're like, holy fuck, dude. I, like, I didn't even realize how many great songs were on this album. Well, so here's the thing is like I I'd listened to a lot of these songs in singularity. Like yeah. <clears throat> as but, singles. But I didn't necessarily yeah. realize that they were all on one fucking piece of music or piece of art. I yeah. the same in thing. the form of an album. You know what I mean? And uh and I yeah, so we'll get further into this, but that was the kind of like the first half of this record. I was just like, Holy shit, just song after song after song. And like Everyone is good in the first in the first half there for sure. So, oh, what? No, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, that's where we're going. So you but, fucking hate the second half of this album, huh? Well, I don't. I don't want to spoil anything. Why? But, uh, that's what we're talking about. We're already here. You're right. You're already here. So we arrived. I think the first half of this album is super strong, and I feel like set the mood until the end of time. What'd you say about it? Didn't love it at all. Fuck you. What? I thought it was fine. 
uh, like the really straight up through what goes around comes around with track number six of twelve. Damn, and chop, girl, chop me Damn, up is pretty good. Girl, it's Damn, good. It's fun. Girl? It's Damn, good. girl, really? I feel like they could have done a lot more with a Will I Am feature. See, I um, you're not a big Black Eyed Peas fan. Admittedly, no. It's okay, but I feel like they could have done more there, and yeah. So that was kind of my general consensus, personally. Was like what about the, summer love. Yeah, it sounds a little. St- my notes on that were that it sounds a little too like stereotypical early two thousands pop. Almost sounds like boy bandy kind of stuff. It almost hails back to like Justin's early days. <laughs> you know, Dude, it sounds like early two thousands pop because that like was early two thousands pop. Well, this is kind of late 2000s pop, but uh, but what about the boom bop? Yeah, I don't know. Wait, okay, maybe not for then me. Let's let's fucking take a step back then, because so much of like seminal hip hop, even Jay, like we just got done talking about Jay Dilla. Jay, that fucking Jay Dilla record was jam packed with boom bop, right? What do you mean by boom bop? Maybe I'm not sure what you mean. Boom bop. Like the 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 con like the beat that gives you that like boom bop type of sound. Okay. I think yeah. it's pretty self explanatory. Yeah, yeah. Not, now that no, you say that. No, I mean that. it really yeah. it really <laughs> yeah. is, right? Like it's it's um uh like fucking... boots and cats kind of thing? No, not like boots and cats. <laughs> no, boots, like cats. Yes. Boom, yes. Bop, but it's like boom, boom, bop, bop, boom, bop, boom. Yeah, bop. yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. So that Jay Dilla record was that was a love note to Boom Bop. I would argue in either the beats that he was creating or the beats that he was sampling. And to me, that's summer love. Man, that's summer love. It's rife with that. And that was probably the one that I liked the most in On the, the latter half. And like that that's kind of what was what I wrote, and just to reiterate, like, kind of stereotypical early two thousands pop, little boy bandy, but a super catchy hook, undoubtedly, you know, mm-hmm. on that one for sure, on summer love. But for me, the, the the first half of this album is is so fucking good, and like, I don't want to detract because I feel like we jumped right into what I didn't like, which was like the latter half. But I yeah. loved the first half of this, like you- a lot. Do you think the first half of this justifies placement on this list somewhere? Quite possibly. Yeah. Especially considering a lot of the other albums that are on the list and some of the other snubs. I think that this, the first half of this is so good. Like future sex, love sound, incredible tune. Sexy back is maybe one of the best club songs like ever written. When I think of club sounds, I can't think of one that I personally like more than that. You know, sexy ladies right after that had that slap bass guitar in it. Kind of like analog line was ripping, right? Yeah. Great vocals, kind of like a driving slow, like a slow driving funk kind of feel to it. There's a lot of funk in the first half of this. In the latter half, it was not as much funk. So Daryl Pearson, Daryl Pearson, mad shout out. Because he was the bass player on Sexy Ladies. And that bass line fucking makes that song. It slaps, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's really, really fucking great. But then at the same time, like, the lyrics and what JT is doing over the top of that and that song, 
absolutely crushes. And then medley, we talked to you, my love, um, with that fucking falsetto, dude. <laughs> Write you a symphony dude. on the regular. <laughs> so fucking good, dude. <laughs> that song is <laughs> that, that song is incredible. Yeah, I know. Uh, Love stoned, dude. First of all, even just the 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 lyrical idea. How has nobody thought of that before? What, what like a clever play on love drunk? You know, I know what I mean? Love I stoned. It's great. Like I, I wrote down like I can't believe nobody's thought of that shit. It's like a modern um, day version of Love and Cup. Yeah, I get right? that absolutely. It's like a popped out version of Love and Cup. And then, so we were talking about this a little bit before, but like a lot of these are kind of medleys, like mashups almost. Like mm-hmm. he's written two songs. In the latter half of that, you get these the symphony. Plus yeah. beatboxing. Like, how often do you ever get a legit, like, fucking symphony with a guy beatboxing? That's with, never combined together. So that's know? so that's Justin Timberlake on the beatbox. Plus. And that's Justin Timberlake doing the guitar through that whole song. Yeah. Which the guitar is nothing special. But it's good. It's fine. It, it fits what's going on. It, and it's a nice compliment to everything else that's happening. Plus the symphony. You the know? strings, dude. Did you take there a look? There was a huge personnel list. <laughs> is that what you're going to say? You, yeah. Yes. I knew that. Yeah, that's exactly where I was going. That with. was like a veritable symphony. There's no way. I mean, it was like 50 people or something, you know? It may have been more than that. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a list so fucking long that on my phone, I'm scrolling, and I just kept scrolling because it's like violin, viola, fucking string bass, double bass. Like, it's it was the whole... It was a whole nine yards. Turns out it pays to have Justin Timberlake's budget. <laughs> you know Apparently. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And and if you look at those same credits, I mean, in theory, they credit Justin Timberlake with basically directing that orchestral fucking really? collection. I didn't catch that part. That's awesome. Let me fact check myself. I'm sure you're right on that, but probably not. So what was that instrument at the beginning of what goes around comes around? Mm. It almost know. sounds like sitar, like... You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. It's like about. super twangy. It, it sounds kind of like a sitar, but but not quite all the way sitar. I don't know what else it would be. I almost think of the synth, though, to yeah. be really honest with you. It's probably some kind of... Well, you could kind of make anything sound like anything with a synth. It's the tricky thing. What what Jesus is it? Christ. All right, so I jumped out to onto Wikipedia, and I'm not looking at this on my phone. This is the first time I'm looking at it on my laptop. And when you jump to the personnel section for this record, it literally breaks it up into two columns on your laptop, and it won't even fit on a single screen. Like you have to continue to scroll down through. And so the credits that it gives to Justin Timberlake is leading background vocals. Guitar on track five, additional beatbox, track five, keyboards on track nine, choral arrangement and director is only on track 11. And so that's just the choir, right? So he directed the choir, but not the strings. That's exactly right. It's a whole different skill to direct the strings. So you can't, and honestly, whatever symphony he picked for this probably doesn't need directing. Shout out to David Campbell. David Campbell was the conductor and string arrangements on... Um, all over again, which was the last track on track 12. Um, contractor, concertmaster, 
Violin, that's another guy. We'll see. Conductor and string arrangements on 5, 6, 11. So that's where you get what goes around, comes around, and that was Larry Gold. The Love Stoned as well. Yeah. yeah. So shout out to fucking Larry Gold because he smashed that. And then just the sheer number of violins, cellos, flutes, fucking more violins, violas. It's, it's, it's a fucking monster. I so, mean, an absolute monster list of personnel. Yeah. And then track six, what goes around comes around. Like that that's one of the most incredible like pop clubby hooks that I've ever heard, for sure. What goes around, goes around, goes around, goes around, comes almost, back around. It's almost eight minutes too. Dude, all, they're all super there's so long. many songs that are long on this album. Yes. And 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 <clears throat> Riley, you and I were talking about this during our break too. So many of these songs the concept of a double album, super familiar with everybody, right? Like we just we just did Todd Rundgren, you know, and yeah. Todd Todd Rundgren. What was it? Something, anything? I think was the name of that Todd Rundgren album. Exactly, a double album, right? So, oh, I made so much material. Well, fuck it, I'll just release it as one. But this is really two records. Justin Timberlake has done this with almost every song on this album, only he's done it on a song standpoint, right? Yeah. Because so many of these songs, the first two, two and a half, three minutes are one song, but then it seamlessly shifts and brilliantly seamlessly shifts into basically a second song. And you have to think he did that intentionally because like, whatever ideas he had musically, he thinks that they were greater for having been put together. To be you put know together. What I mean? yeah. yeah. And there was some reading that I did. I don't know how deep you dug into the reading on this, but but there was some parts of this that I was reading that um, it. I got the impression that um, there was kind of a long gap between his previous album and this album. Huge gap. He had a bit of a writer's block. Yeah. And, and it sounded to me like when he started working with Timbaland, which he worked with Timbaland... This entire album, and granted, this is a Justin Timberlake album, but you could almost call this a Justin Timberlake and Timbaland type of album because Timbaland it had feels a head. like that because he he sings on like half a or lot more, of them, you know? yeah, and and he produced everything, right? So this so Timbaland is all over this album, and what I was reading um, was that a lot of this album, yes, there was this writer's block. And so they started kind of shifting around and basically Timbaland would start to produce something. And if it would spawn a decent idea, they would just let that idea run a little bit more. And maybe that's why you're getting all of these kind of double song type of concepts that are getting mixed into a lot of this album. Yeah. If that makes sense. Definitely does. Yeah. What was your favorite track? What goes around comes around. My favorite track was, I have a tie between what goes around comes around and sexy back. Sexy back is is so fucking good. Like, and it's, yep. again, it's it's a basic yep. bitch, it's a basic bitch answer, but that track is so amazing. Like, there's just no way around it. That is, like I said, one of the best club songs ever written. Um, and then like, but it, but it, you know, it's more than that. Like even the, even the latter half of that tune, like they get that guitar riff. that's like, dun, 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 dun. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's almost like an Eastern type of melody. You yeah. Know? I love it. It's, it's fucking great. I do too. And 
I'm not going to disagree with you. Like I was, I was, I was goading you into talking about maybe what you hated the most of this album, um, just to try to create controversy. Because we can do that because there is that. There is present. that. I mean, listen, let's be honest. <clears throat> Jay Dill and Girl Talk are the same thing. So um, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, like honestly, for me, after track six. It got weak. I kind of agree. A little bit. Weak. I mean, Summer Love is a good single. It gets a lot more. Summer Love is decent. Ballady yeah. in the second half, and I'm not really about ballads. See, and I, that's, I agree with you, Riley. You're spot on. The second half of it, you start to get after, after Summer Love, you really have three ballads in a row. Yeah. And one of them is fucking horrendously bad. You're talking about Losing My Way? Holy fuck, dude. So Losing My Way is like... Holy fuck. So I like kind of tried to like it. That's no, the one you that's didn't. Like, hi, my, a, hi, my name is Bob. <laughs> you're a lying motherfucker, dude. No, because the one thing that's good, it's a good message. It's like a good anti-drug kind of message. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. You know, you know what? You know what? You're right because I'm Go just I'm trying to say something good about it. No, you're not. But <laughs> but it but no, what well, I am trying to say something good. But it's like it's cringeworthy. It's fucking ridiculous, dude. It's Justin Timberlake literally talking about how he's smoking crack and making thirty dollars a day. Bobby Bob is Bob. No, Justin Timberlake is. He's playing Bob though. Oh, is he? He says, hi, my name is Bob. Yeah. <laughs> it's very beginning. How many crackheads have you met named Bob? A lot. I mean, of all the crackheads that I know. <laughs> Most of them are named Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Far and away. Yeah. Listen, but <laughs> it doesn't fucking work, dude. It doesn't work at all. Honestly, like I wrote, like I said, I was trying. I really was because I give Justin Timberlake a lot of respect. He's a great musician. I think he's a really funny guy, too, just in general. You know, he's he's like he's well, an SNL fucking genius. He's, dude, he's an SNL legend at this point in time. I was like, so I was like trying to write good things. I was like, you know what? I guess it's good to have like the anti crack message. Crack is bad, you know. But I was like, <laughs> it, it's just it's it's really it comes across super cheesy. He's way too literal. It How just about doesn't this? Fit in like who puts an anti drug song on a like a club? But especially record. such a literal anti drug record. Well, and it's not just. I love that because this isn't a club record. I mean, it is. You can play this in a club, but really this is a, I'm Justin. What's your name again? Oh yeah. Let's fuck. Yeah, that's what this whole record true. is. Every single one of these lyrics. is like, Hey, I'm addicted to crack and my life is falling <laughs> apart. <laughs> my family has kicked me out. Hey, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of sorry that we met in this club and we were grinding on each other and we ended up fucking because really my name is Bob and I'm a crackhead. <laughs> so bad for you. Because yeah. this is the end of the night even, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is the second to last him. <laughs> this is the end of the night. I have to think that Justin <laughs> was just like, like, I'm so sorry. I lied to you. I'm a crackhead. <laughs> I have to think that Justin was just like, listen, guys. There's no fucking way anyone's listened to the last half of this record. <laughs> <laughs> the top, the top of this slaps so hard, guys. It's all right. Let's just he's like, let's fuck put it. That we can just do whatever. Song. We can fuck around. Like we can make a joke, and no one's ever going to hear it <laughs> in the second half. <laughs> okay, 
don't ever listen to Losing My Way because it's fucking terrible. All Over Again was good, though. The last track. Thank you. Yeah. Because it wasn't a club banger. No, it was like a soul tune. It was like a crooner. I thought that was a good way to Yeah, do it. it was like a soulful ballad. Yeah. Good piano. Nice little acoustic guitar fills. It, I, was, it was a good I'm so closer. glad to hear you say that because yeah. I loved the way that he ended it. And like to me, there wasn't a better way to end this because it almost it was almost a throwback to like to what everybody expected from Justin Timberlake. <clears throat> because I don't think going into this album, people were like, Oh yeah, the next Justin Timberlake album is gonna be this ridiculously insane club banger. I don't think anybody expected that. I think that they probably expected more of all over again. In fact, if he would have delivered an entire record of that, I don't think anybody would have been upset by it. But the fact that he worked with Timbaland and he created this just monster fucking record filled with heavy bass, big giant beats, insanely memorable hooks to close it with yeah. that. I love infectious it. hooks. Are you very familiar with his record before this? Justified. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Oh yeah. <laughs> Are you familiar with that? No, not, I wouldn't say that I'm intimately familiar with it. No. What did you do before that? Do you know? In sync. Okay. So that's what I was wondering. Yeah. So are when, you familiar with that? I am. Are you really? I listen to a lot of in sync. Okay. So <laughs> fuck you. No, no, no. Are you being serious? Yes. Grade, no, man. he's not being, he's totally being serious because that's what was cool when me yeah, and you him guys were, were kids. little kids. When you were I fucking saw in sync live. Fuck you. <laughs> I saw NSYNC live at the Hilton Coliseum. Dude, your dad Ames. took you to an NSYNC show. Okay, thank God. Because <laughs> I was going to fucking give your dad all kinds of grief. Ben would never go to an NSYNC concert. I was a, I, I liked NSYNC as did every kid in yeah. third grade. <laughs> Undoubtedly. At the Johnson High School. Dude, bye, every bye, single bye. kid. What? Bye, bye, bye. Yeah, bye, bye, bye. It's going to be May. Bye. Yes. It's gonna be May, you know, and and so I went to see, and I it, honestly, it was fucking dope. And you know who opened? No, Smash Mouth. Oh my god! Somebody <laughs> once told me saw it live. I would lose no! my fucking mind if I was in third grade and I saw that shit. I saw all those tunes live. I saw, I saw that one. Dude. I saw when the when the when the morning comes or whatever whatever it's called. Can I tell you something? Yeah. Today, after I picked up Victoria from school. We dropped off um, a kid that I also pick up, Grayson Smith, wonderful young man. <clears throat> Sounds like Victoria and I went to Costco to do our shopping. And as we're walking around in Costco, we're talking about Shrek <laughs> because I couldn't get out of my head um, that line from Shrek where John Lithgow's character keeps going, Do you know the Muffin Man? And so as. He's interrogating the muffin man. Yes, he's interrogating like who lives on Drury Lane. He's interrogating the <laughs> gingerbread man. Yep, on that fucking on that rack or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I've and seen I it. just kept yeah. walking like I had that trapped in my head. And so Victoria goes, "Man, Dad, we should really watch Shrek. You know, can we watch it tonight? No, I can't watch it tonight. I got to go do the podcast. <laughs> well, how about tomorrow? Yes, I'll watch. I will absolutely watch the first Shrek movie with you tomorrow. And then, of course, the first Shrek movie leads us to. 
Somebody once told me the world is gone. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so we couldn't like I like I got about that far and then Victoria was like remembering the lyrics herself with the you know with the girl standing <laughs> with the shape of an shape L on of her, an L on her forehead. Yeah, dude. I saw that tune live. But honestly, the instinct show was dope. I gotta be honest with you. They came down, they were walking through the fucking rafters. Like, they, they had this whole fucking situation <laughs> where they, they, they were... They, they weren't this, in a hot dog? Th- no, they, weren't, they were not in a hot dog, but they had this, like, walkway through the rafters of the ceiling, and they came down from up there, and it was, it was super intense. And when they came down, they were like, bye, bye, bye. I was like... At the age of... Seven or whatever I was, you know, at the time. So then, how old are you in third grade? I don't remember. I, eight nine. Yeah, eight nine, something like That's that. That's what I was. Yeah. <laughs> so then, this like, you've got to kind of love this, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a lot different. But sure, it's not that. Just because it was what I was into when I was in the third grade doesn't mean that. Now I still love it though. You don't get any nostalgia from that. If we listen to In Sync, I would get some nostalgia, dude. If Bye 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 came on right now, I would be like hyped for it. I would be like taking my shirt off and shit. <laughs> yeah, but like, <laughs> but during <laughs> but just with this, I mean, uh, the first half I dig, but the the latter half is not re- relatable in terms of comparison to In Sync, in my opinion. No, and and. That's fair. Well, no, because like, you know what? Summer Love kind of is, though. Summer Love sounds kind of like yeah, I can see an that. early NSYNC song. I, I Listen, I I have no familiar... I have zero familiarity with NSYNC. Absolutely really? zero. Yeah. Yeah, you're after that, huh? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Now, this album, um, I was... Man, I'd like tons of it. Because when this album was on, um, you know, we I listened to it a lot when it was... When it was hot. Yeah. Yeah. When it was, yeah. Yeah, when it was when it was a thing. And I remember, um, like I said, I'm not super familiar with Justified because that wasn't any type of cultural touchstone at the time. Yeah. But, man, this record was, man, it was really fucking hot in at 2006. This point, at this point in 2006, I was not listening to this kind of stuff. No, I mean, it's probably like I probably met you right around that time, right? Maybe like a, a year after that, maybe. Yeah, we would have been in 2007, but like I was like at that point I was like into like punk rock and I was not going to be listening to this kind of shit. Were you listening to dead. Green Day? I was listening to Green American Day. American Idiot. Yeah, big time. And I was not going to be fucking caught dead listening to this. So like <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. That's how it was. We were listening to like Coheed and Coheed and oh, Cambria, Cambria and we were listening to Green Day and yeah, listening you got to hardcore. A, we were listening to Emo was really big in that yeah. time. So oh, we were listening like to like My Chemical Romance. Heights. My Chemical Romance, from first to last. Do you know that band? No. You do know that band, actually, because the guy that was the lead singer in that band is Skrillex. <laughs> what the heck? Did no you know that? No. Yeah, so there's this really? like, emo band called From First to Last that I used to go see when I was like in high school. And, that's and then he went on to become Skrillex, the, wow. the, the lead wow. singer from that band. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Now, granted, I listened, you know, I listened to all the singles and there were like six singles off this record. I remember yeah, every single one of those singles. And and I remember 
This was one of the first pop records that I admitted I really enjoyed. Because up until this point in time, like, I wouldn't, there's no fucking way. I mean, just like you're saying, I wouldn't be caught dead listening to this. Yeah. You know, this is 2006. Um, you know, Lateralis from Tool came out in 2001. And that was a huge record for me. Um, and I was still, I was, that's, you know, I was still listening to metal, you know? And that's in probably 2000, 2001 is when I really first started getting into fish too. Yeah. Um, Cause I was in college and I was living with, with serious heads, you know? And so like I was, I was starting to get into more jam music then too, but I was listening to a lot of hip hop at the time. I mean, I listened to a lot of everything except pop music. Yeah. You know, because I just felt like it was just commercial shit. It wasn't cool. No, no it wasn't fucking cool at all. But man, this album. Yeah. It I mean, seems it was, cool now, right? <laughs> it was it felt cool to me then too. Really? Justin Timberlake just is cool. He's, he is. That's the thing is Justin Timberlake and not not that any of the other members of NSYNC are, are still cool. But for some reason, Justin Timberlake still seems cool. You know what I mean? I really feel like that's the SNL effect. Like if you replaced "Losing well, My the, Way" in the Jimmy Fallon effect. Yeah, you know? if you if you replace "Losing My Way" with "Dick in a Box," this has to be top one hundred, dude. So that's kind of what <laughs> that, that was kind of my thinking. That's that's funny. That, that yeah. but like "Losing My Way" sounds like a Lonely Island song, <laughs> almost, yeah. doesn't like it? An ironic. Yeah, like an ironical like a, Lonely Island song. Like a silly fucking ironic. No, really, I'm a crackhead type Dude, song. like, the, if they release that, ex- change nothing. <laughs> like, like you might like just change, change the change name. Zero things. Yeah. Like, but, you might like, but the name. You'd be like, that's hilarious. If you just added Andy Samberg on there, I would think it was hilarious. If you, yeah. if you simply have Andy Samberg like sing one fucking line or something, like. Yeah. Hey, yo, man, I'll suck your dick. I'll suck your <laughs> dick for crack. <laughs> it's going to be like a top top 10 comedy. Okay. Um, snub? That's a good question. So That's what's your opinion, one. Mike? Yeah, for me, this is a fucking huge snub. It's a huge snub for me. This is a tough one for me because, like, the, like I said, up until track six, I would have been like, and I texted you about track four. Yeah. And I was like, damn, dude. This, this is, is a hot. fucking heater. Yeah. And, you're like, and then, like, it's hot. Yeah. And then, like, it it sizzled <laughs> down Aww. from there. I hate to say it. But you know what? Just considering a lot of the, you got Bad Bunny on this list. So I would put this on there. In, Let's talk about place. this. So, um, Definitely the final 100 between 400 to 500. Um, it's insane to me that this album doesn't make it in there. And here's the thing. Rolling Stone has every fucking list you can possibly imagine. All right. Yeah. Yeah. They have a That's list a very, for yeah. everything. Let's get into this. Including a list for the best 100 albums of the 2000s. Let's do it. Yeah. So, um, number one on that list of the best 100 albums of the 2000s, Radiohead Kid A. Probably going to be on the list. Probably. Um, let's jump to number five, The White Stripes Elephant. Already going to be on the list. Already seen on this list. 
Oh, that yeah, was, Elephant yeah. we did already get. That was yeah. 449. That was the very first episode that Justin was That's a guest number on. five? That's number five out of the best. Five. Wait, let's best make it clear. You're saying five? Number. That's the fifth best album of the 2000s. Because you're going to get albums that are way later. And it popped at 449, right? The sixth best album of the 2000s, according to Rolling Stone, is Arcade Fire's Funeral. Do you remember when we've seen that? 500. Fucking 500. Mr. Insignificant. Okay. Um, number nine, Kala by MIA. 450? Doesn't appear on the list. Is that the one with Paper Oh, planes? is that the... Okay, so which one? Paper Plane, Arular. That is Paper Plane. Arular. Yeah. Arular. follow up to that one. Yeah. Um, number 12, LCD Sound System, Sound of Silver. 439. Um, Jay-Z, the Black Album. <laughs> Fuck. Um, Stankonia by Outkast, number 16. Oh, those will probably be all on there. Number 23 is an album by D'Angelo. Do you want to know what the name of it is? Brown Sugar. Voodoo. Which we learned today is 28. On 20 the, fucking 8. On, on the, the albums of all, all time. Should we say it together? Of all, all time. time. Fucking the greatest albums of all time. Number 27 on this list is Yoshimi Battles of Pink Robots by the Flaming Lips. No fucking way. Is it really? Yeah. Is that not on the... There's no Flaming list? Lips there is on the list at no all. no fucking Flaming Lips whatsoever on this list. There's not even mentioned. That's like super They're not bad. even like a side note. Number 31, Z. By My Morning Jacket. Also, no My Morning Jacket on the list whatsoever. None. No. Absolutely none whatsoever. Um, so then, and I'm, uh, listen, I'm skipping a lot because be, some yeah. of these are, are going to be on here. So Justin Timberlake, this particular album, they're calling the 46th best album of the 2000s, but it doesn't fucking appear on this list. But what's after that? Fleet Foxes, Fleet Foxes, number 49, Fiona Apple, Extraordinary Machine. Which is on the list. At so number- let's be very clear. This album is after justin timberlake on the best album of the 2000s yet it does appear on the best album the top 500 albums of all time and justin timberlake does not so there's no logic there whatsoever absolutely none and now i'm going back up to the top 50 they call bony bear absolutely fuck disgusting. you for emma forever ago <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> the 92nd best album of the 2000s. You're not calling it that, right? I'm just I'm just telling you what Rolling Stone <laughs> thinks. I'm sorry. I get triggered when you say Bon Iver. Yeah. They say that Brian Wilson's Smile is the 88th best album of the 2000s. That's on the list. Sure is. And it's fucking north of 400. It is. It's yeah. terrible. Because we just went through that album. Yeah. Listen, um where we're going where we're going with this, um, fairly successfully, I would argue, is that with Rolling Stone, they have so many fucking lists that at the end of the day, what they've created is a set of lists that have absolutely no consistency. So Arular by MIA. 
which is one that we covered in between 400 and 450. I want to say it was like 420, 418, something like that. They called that the 52nd best album of the 2000s. So, So Amaya has two albums on that list. Yeah. Arular at 52 and, and Kala, which has paper planes on it. Higher up. Way fucking higher up. Which does not appear on the best of all time. Not on the list at all time. There's not a lot of... Finish what you were saying. It's absurd. Yeah. It's fucking absurd absurd. that you don't have any congruity. And I just want to point out like the cop-out response that is going to be said to that. And again, like I'm saying, this is a fucking cop-out response. I don't feel this way. But the the response that's going to be said is... Oh, these albums were more influential in their time than they were for all time. But again, I don't agree with that. But that's what they're going to say. They're going to say, "Oh, you know what? Justin Timberlake, he was more influential in the 2000s specifically, but not in the spectrum of all time." But I disagree because I think that if he was influential in the 2000s, then he was influential in all time. But again, that I'm just playing devil's advocate. That's what the response would be if you were to criticize directly the people that made the list and they were to respond. That's what they would probably say. That Don't, doesn't work anyway, though, because they put smile after JT on. And the again, like I said, cop out. And I'm not. That's not my feeling personally at all. You know, it's a cop out. This list was created in July of 2011. Yeah. Versus a list that was created in September. So you have to of give them that. Like things change. Like I mean, yeah. opinions change. They People had very change. Different like editorial departments and stuff. Then probably too. certainly. But yeah. They should like check those kind of things. They should fact check themselves a little thank bit. Thank you, yeah. Riley. Like that's my my only beef would be. Does Rolling Stone change over time? Yes. Does the editorial board change over time? Yes. Should you see? dramatic fucking changes between albums because a little and and you could argue that a decade is not a little bit of time i would say in the pantheon of what we're trying to put together the greatest 500 albums of all time then it is a little bit of time 10 years is only a little bit of time you know so should we see these dramatic shifts in albums that we're saying are really really good 10 years ago but now they're not so good I don't know. And how about the fact that you're putting albums in, especially in the back 50, think Harry Styles, um, think... um, Lord. uh, Yeah, Lord, Melodrama. What was the other one that was in like the top... um, There was another one that was really, really recent in the top, like the last 10. Uh, Taylor Swift? Um, No, but there was was one that that was contemporary to Harry Styles... It, it was, was re- uh, oh, was uh, it? Uh, 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 Billie Eilish. Yeah, yeah. fucking, well, and fucking Billie Eilish is, is 398. Yeah, I saw it. And that album's been out for a fucking year? Yeah. Two and a half, like a year and a half? Yeah. Come on. Like, that seems insane. It seems insane to me to think that 10 years has passed since they generated this list, and now they're saying, whoa, we fucked this list up. You know what I mean? Like this list is really bad. Hey, do you and mean? Yet, do you mean they were thinking like, "Hey, this list sucks, guys." <laughs> you got to thinking it on every episode, huh? They're like, "God damn, this list sucks." Yeah, we, we do really have to throw it every episode. Really? That's the fucking name of it the is podcast. The name of the podcast. 
it helps from a branding standpoint. I'm just going to say. Um, Speaking of that, we're going to get Yetis. So yeah, just throw out for the future. If anybody likes Yeti mugs, which I assume everybody does, everybody, we're going to get some This List Sucks Yetis, and we're going to sell them. So. If you're interested, send us an email just so that way we can get an idea of how many people might want a Yeti with This List Sucks. And we're also going to try to come up with some T-shirts and stuff like that, too. That's going to come, too, yeah. Yeah, very soon. Some merch. Merch is heading merch. your way. And you know... So if you want to send us an email, do that at thislistsucks at gmail.com. we fucked up Good on the segue. last episode. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, oh well. <laughs> we assume you're listening to the bonus episode too. Most of you guys don't. Noted. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But uh, They're like, so, those assholes are a hot mess by the time they do a bonus episode. Fuck them. But Yeah, yeah. That's a valid complaint. But uh, so... The, Thislistsucks at gmail.com or hit us up at anchor.fm slash forward slash thislistsucks. Send us a voice message because we will play it and regardless of what it is. Unless you're racist. Minus racist shit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. we, we won't air racist shit. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's wrap this up because the other episode was so ridiculously long. This so, is already pretty long. Having listened to it, does it belong on the list? Yeah, I think it does. Especially considering a lot of the other records that are on there. I think it belongs there in the bottom 40. Okay, so 460 to 500, yeah, you're plugging it in. Exactly. Yep. Uh, I have a hard time leaving it off when things like Bad Bunny are on there. But Exactly. exactly. I like it. I yeah. think that the list really kind of favors influence over content, I would say. and That's a fair yeah consideration I'm not really sure what influence this album had does the list the list recognizes talent though yeah is justin timberlake a unique talent when it comes to male pop music that deserves to be recognized because that's yeah. that's the other question that i have for you is you know we're 100 we're 115 deep into this list now and how many male pop stars have we seen harry styles, harry styles. smoky robinson <clears throat> that's it i think you have to put it on if you're gonna put bad bunny on you have to put it on if you're gonna put but you don't have to put bad bunny on that's the thing you don't have to do that so but i mean but i think it does belong how many times did you hear sexy back on the radio yeah it's it's yeah it's, and it's a opinion, huge and that thing and that thing won awards multiple grammy awards this album has won right or these songs have won so yeah listen i i'm glad that you guys agree i don't know i don't know where i would put it um i mean especially based upon some other albums that are on this list because for me I wasn't disappointed by the back half of this album. I love Chop Me Up. I love Summer Love. I love Until the End of Time. And I you love... You don't not love Losing My Way. Losing My Way can suck a dick. Um, <laughs> but the last um, the last track is wonderful too. Like, yeah. In fact, the last losing, track is great. Losing My Way is the only track that I didn't put a star next to. And I actually openly mocked because it's fucking atrocious and it's just a it's terrible cringy. song. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's really fucking terrible. Um, but From the very first line, the first line is like, hi, my name is Bob. I do crack. <laughs> you know, it's something like that. <laughs> I know. It's really. It, I don't it, know what it is. It's not that exactly, but that's what it means. It's cringy <laughs> and terrible. So fuck it. Um, 
But all that being said, you know, to me, if this album fills somewhere between 400 and 450, maybe even 425 and 450, I think that that's probably appropriate, especially given the, at this point in time, underrepresentation of male pop. I think really any anywhere between four and five for me, you know. Yeah, I agree. Good with just this is just the, a really good album. The sheer popularity of the singles. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it's undeniable. Exactly, like opinion. "Sexy Back" and uh, what, "What Goes, goes around, around Comes around. around." Yeah, fucking bangers, dude. It's definitely one of the best albums of the two thousands, no doubt, as evidenced by its placement on the list. So, and the two thousands were a real decade. So it probably belongs in the best albums of all time. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Um, join us next week. Huge fucking show next week. We yeah. will, we'll, we're going to try and keep that shit rained in. It's not going to be, though. We're going to warn you now. It's probably going to be like a five-hour episode. No, it's not going to be. <laughs> we can't. Because it's going to be a six-hour episode. God damn it, JB. <laughs> um, we're going to try and we're gonna try and keep it livable next week. So It's going to be under two. Thank you for listening. <laughs> so, uh, thanks, Riley. Thank you for joining us tonight. We really Thank appreciate you, it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Loved having you. Um, Listen, come by anytime. We've already we talked about. We need a production manager. Yeah, we do need that because we need that position filled because our old one. He, he just, just left. Yeah, he just left. He just left. Yeah, he just left town. We don't he know what happened with that. But, anyways, <laughs> Riley, you're welcome anytime. And uh, we've already discussed a couple. Uh, episodes that you want to return for and yep. you're welcome and you're going to be there for those yep. so cool. thanks Riley thank you audience look forward to seeing Riley again and we'll see you guys next time bye bye everybody this list sucks this list sucks this list sucks this list sucks bye bye goodbye